Hi, Leanne Donoghue-Tanklin here. Today I'm interviewing Simone O'Brien. Simone is a survivor of horrific partner violence and she's now a passionate advocate for all survivors of domestic abuse. She's a motivational speaker in schools, workplaces and community settings and she's working with agencies, organisations and individuals across Australia to try to reduce the incidence of domestic violence in our country. I know you'll get a lot out of this interview with Simone O'Brien. So Simone, can you tell me a bit about your background and some of those challenges that you've overcome? Um, I've been a domestic violence survivor, um, but prior to that, uh, my background, I knew nothing about domestic violence. Um, mother of three children, love sport, um, and yeah, my, life, my world changed when I obviously met a perpetrator and he didn't like hearing no for an answer. Yeah. And did the, was the violence happening throughout the relationship or was that something that happened after you broke up or what? Yeah, no, no, no violence. Um, felt, I, you know, as in I felt really comfortable um, yeah. with the perpetrator, never swore at me, you know, yeah. obviously never raised a fist, um, never back chatted or yelled at me. Right. Um, it was little red flags that um, yeah. were growing inside of me made me feel sick in the tummy. And they were yeah. minor. They were only yeah. like deleting texts out of my phone, yeah. money going missing out of my wallet. So, yeah, um, right. yeah. and that was just in nine months um, right. that those red flags grew for me. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and there was um, one horrific incident wasn't there, and I'm not going to ask you to talk more about that. Um, but I suppose the, the focus of this interview is about how have you coped since? So I understand that there was, um, you know, you were hospitalised and there was a period of time you were in hospital. Is that right? There was. And, um, you know, uh, for the first three months, obviously, in ICU, I don't remember that. Um, yeah, right. It's like a mind, months out of my life. I'm um, waking up. Um, I was in the neurosurgical ward then. And... Right. Um, I still didn't understand and no one was allowed to tell me what had happened because of the brain injury. Um, but yeah, I didn't know why I was in hospital. No, like above my head um, in the hospital, there's a sign, do not tell someone what had happened. And um, yeah, so it's, um, it's been, how I actually did find out was a change in staff at night because I had to go to the brain rehab unit and wow. I was still awake at, you know, 9.30 at night, I'll never forget it. And um, that's how I actually found out what had happened to me. What, someone on night shift told you by accident? Yeah, so, no, no, no. The, the, I, because of my room um, was close to the desk and I was still awake, um, the changing staff were obviously saying oh, I was... Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, um, that then, uh, obviously, I, I couldn't sleep. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, really, you know? wow you know it's um i i yeah i had to have i was having counseling but i had to get more obviously the next day straight away because i just couldn't right. comprehend yeah yeah and so were your who was looking after your kids was there someone to look after them or you were in hospital yeah um they their um biological dad right okay actually had to um interview him to know that he was the right person um right. Yeah, to be able to do it um, because I had the full custody, and um, so yeah, right. he had to obviously step in and um, have his family back. You know. Yeah, right. And so were there, and I, you know, I, 
was there um, a year, years of process or months of process for your recovery? How long yep. were you in? Like I'm actually, um, as I speak today, which is just over six years, I'm I'm still going through the uh, the process, and I I say that I'm a prisoner in my own body for the rest of my life. Um, you know, 51 operations, and I've still got one to go. But I suppose the operation side of it is the easy side to me. It's it's my jaw, it's my eye, it's the the plastics team. It's um, you know, if I, if I don't have jaw treatment, I can't eat. So that that's what I mean. Like it's 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 a lifetime thing for me. Um, right. And that's where I do fly to Brisbane. Um, I'm right. situated back in Victoria, but I fly to Brisbane every 10 days for treatment. So yeah. And can I ask, um, has there ever been a time when you've wanted to give up? Has it ever felt too hard to you know, keep going? Um, because it takes me, even just at home generally, it takes me an hour to, and I say dress up and an hour at night to dress down. That's not in just to, to get dressed in clothes. That's to do my, my wounds and treat my body. Um, because I, I've just had that, um, that positive thought that what I do today will be with me in 10 years if I don't do it today I'll regret it in 10 years so yeah, you know right. I look in the mirror um some days and I think oh, why me you know why mm -hmm. me but um I, I've turned everything no I haven't had any depression or anything I've right. I've turned it everything um even if there's a setback I turn it into a positive and um right. each and every day I, I say to myself three things is um stay positive never give up and keep smiling and to be honest I think that's what's made my life turn around and so it's almost, almost like a mantra each day yeah yeah it's a, it's a you know it's, a, it's an ordeal getting out of the house and um you know everyone says oh Simone you always look so happy and bubbly and do you know what I am I um yeah. my mind is because I don't remember any assault to the right side of the face I um I remember my arm being broken um, that's a good thing. So it's, yeah, I look weird and funny, but, um, you know, in, in, I'm treating internally to heal externally. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I come across so, so happy and, and, and look well. And have there been any, um, you know, I suppose I'm thinking, uh, extraordinary things like uh, being in the right place at the right time or luck or s extraordinary help from someone that has um, you know helped you along the way do you know what totally and and um, sometimes I think someone's looking over me one they they help me survive you know what I've been through but two each and every day um, I seem to run into someone that you know, wants to chat to me about um, what I've been through or, you know, I get it, someone will ring me. Yeah, so it's it's like I'm being drawn to people now um, that, that that need me in their workplace or schools or, you know, for example, this week um, I spoke at a school and, you know, this 15-year-old boy, he had long hair and I thought, you know, maybe he's a bit of a larrick and he probably won't listen to me. Do you know yeah. what? He actually after my talk came up to me and he said, oh, Simone, he goes, I'm going through the worst time. He goes, I'm actually being, I'm the victim. And a, and a 15 year old girl was actually perpetrating him. Like to the extent she was texting him and wanting to kill him, you know? Wow. So you know what? I was there to help that 15 year old boy at the right time, you know, and yeah. give him guidance. And, and so things like that, I was meant to be at that school yet that day. You know, I don't know this boy from a bar of soap, but yeah. I, I, you know, I hugged him and I said, 
you know, awesome for speaking up. That's what we want. And, you know, I said, you're going to go far, just go and get help now. We need to sort of help. And so, yeah, like little things from that yeah. to, you know, um, leaving Queensland last week, I spoke to, I ran into Bill Shorten. I was right. speaking to him for 15 minutes about this. So do you know what? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that exactly like, and, yeah. you know, um, getting back to people being there as well. My workplace have been un unbelievable right from when I was fighting for my life, even as I am speaking to you today, just yeah. so much support. And yeah. and that's why my message is, is for women is don't be embarrassed or speak up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, there are lots of um, reasons why people don't, aren't there? There's a lot of shame in our society, I think, about speaking up about domestic violence. So it's, it's I agree, that's a really great, great way of getting people to get the support they need. Were yeah. there any um, particular strategies you used to cope? I think you mentioned a couple already. You were, you were getting counselling, you said. Um, yep. You know, you've got kind of a mantra or some kind of positive thinking that you you say to yourself all the time. Has there been anything else that you've used? You know, yeah, Reiki. Reiki? Yeah, okay. Reiki. Is that amazing. to do with pain or is that to do with what's no, happening? Um, yeah, yeah. And I actually um, use that with my children as well. And right. the children think it's, it's magnificent. Right. Because they don't actually talk. They yeah. can, you know, it's all the touch and... Um, Actually, you know, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a sad, makes me sad actually when I speak about it because my eldest daughter who was 15 at the time, she, um, you know, I'm too cool for counselling at that age and um, yeah, right. I wasn't until she was 18 that um, my middle daughter, Ashlyn, said, Mummy, can um, Ashlyn, um, why don't we get Gabby to have Reiki and Gabby agreed on it and once Gabby did have Reiki, the therapist actually found out that Gabby actually took blame for what had happened to me. Right. She didn't, you know, me and Gabby, like, I was a single mum for so long. So having yeah. a perpetrator, I was, you know, and Gabby was my best friend. And, um, mm. yeah, so, you know, finding out that, that she took blame for something that happened to me, it, it, um, it hit home. But, you know, what? from the Reiki, I'm actually getting my Gabby back. She's back smiling right. and happy. She was carrying it around. So, yeah, Reiki has been unbelievable. Yeah. Have you got any, do you think there's any particular character strengths that you have that have helped you get through this? I'll give you some examples uh, of character mm -hmm. strengths that I mean. Things like um, creativity, uh, courage or perseverance, teamwork, um, self-discipline or forgiveness, uh, connections to others, spirituality or a sense of humour. Any of those things that have... Um, I suppose definitely, definitely courage um, and, um, and um, you know, if something does go wrong, as I said, I, I turn it into a positive. You know, if an operation, they say, oh, you know, this is your last operation, but then they say, oh, no, I'm sorry, you've got to have one more. I take that as a positive line because it's only, it's only um, helping me out. It's... Yeah. Um, getting more benefit for myself than if I didn't have it. Um, and, you know, I suppose the, the self-belief, you know, I, um, I, I, I believe in myself in the direction I'm going and, um, you know, making that change. And, you know, I suppose one, one thing that I've, I've learnt about myself is prior to this, um, I didn't love and respect myself, but um, I, I, Knowing I look weird, I, I absolutely love and respect myself now. Yeah, right. 
I kind of, I guess for me, I keep thinking, you keep saying you look weird. I've seen pictures of you. You don't look weird. <laughs> and, you know, and that's probably a mental thing too now, you know, from, um, you know, as you said earlier, looking in the mirror, like, um, you know, I suppose I've seen myself at all different stages and, um, yeah. you know, it's, and I take that as a positive because I can only keep improving, you know, and, you know, with yeah. and, and that um, internal care, shows external then um, yeah. from the inside of you. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple of other questions now that are more about violence against women more broadly. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cough. Um, so what's your understanding of why domestic violence occurs? What are, you, what, what are your beliefs about why it's happening, particularly so much, how, why it's happening so often? Yeah, and as I said earlier, like I, I didn't know anything about domestic violence or anything, but um, what I'm, I'm finding out and, and realising now, um, and I hate to say it, but there's a lot of drugs involved um, in, in, you know, what's happening in our, in our society in Australia. And, you know, men aren't accepting that no answer either. Um, and that was my answer was I didn't want to be in the relationship. And mm -hmm. I think men find it hard that women um, are at, at an equal level. Like, it, you know, years ago, it used to be, you know, the women was, you know, the homemaker and the, um, the man was the, the worker. So he overshone the, um, the female. But do you know what? It's, it's equal now. And I don't think men like that, that that's happening. And, um, you know, and it, it's, um, it's, 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 it's both sides though in the, in the violence. It's just that men are, they, they think they've got the power and they have because they, they kill women, mm -hmm. you know, and that's basically, yeah. Drugs and that power is, is my biggest thing. Is yeah. Why it's right. That power control, I, yeah. You know, I think it's a really complex issue, isn't it? I think um, when, when, uh, you know, as a society, we try and blame any, you know, oh, it's always about this then I yeah. think we, we lose the complexity of it. So why you're the perpetrator in your life reacted the way he did might be very different to why that perpetrator or a different perpetrator would react in someone else's life. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you mentioned earlier those little red flags and why they're yeah. hard to spot. I think it's because it's different in every situation and, and we're trying to you know pull out those those consistent themes to try and give give people some idea of, of i don't know warning signs or you know um what things are brewing up so that we can try and stop it from escalating but there yeah. isn't really any any two cases that are identical um, right and you know what um and in my case i i haven't mentioned this yet but um you know, I suppose I want to make a stance and, you know, my red flags were little um, yeah. and but I know they can turn so violent so quickly. And that's, I suppose, my message out to women is any any red flag is a no red flag because yeah. I was actually, I shouldn't be here talking to you about domestic violence because after um, the court here, I actually found out the perpetrator, because he told me he hadn't been married and no kids. He actually had been married twice. Right. He assaulted the first wife and she right. didn't report it. Yes. He assaulted the second wife and her parents and didn't report it so he and now i'm here i'm a third wheel i survived mm. you know and i survived what i did but he was out to kill me yeah because he didn't like the word no he didn't yeah. he didn't like but, it so but, but see if the violence hadn't escalated to the point that it did with you, you you may not have been reporting it either 
So oh, you know, you know, you you know, the, I think that's the challenge with with sexual assault as well. That the repercussions of reporting are so negative for women that then yeah. it is they are the easiest crimes to get away with because they can get away with them over and over again. Okay. That's a consistent theme I see in my practice is that women find out later that the the guy's actually been violent to numerous people before or uh, at least abusive at some level and finally the exes all start talking to each other and realize you know they have a lot of respect for one another um, so yeah so I, I agree if we can but I think that the problem with that is we're encouraging people to put themselves into the spotlight in a legal system that doesn't support them and is going to undermine them and can potentially reach you know traumatize them further so you know we've kind of got to have a system that supports that so um, That's right. Which kind of, you know, leads me on to another question, which is what do you think needs to happen to reduce violence against women? Because that would be one of the things I would say. We've got to get a legal system that's more effective. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's where, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with the police and, you know, seeing what I've been through and, you know, that that's with the first year cadets. So they're, um, they're seeing it, what can happen firsthand. So I'm hoping we because you hear women you know they go to the police and they they don't want to report it or da da but we need to report everything i know it's paperwork but that's all you know it's it's a tracking system really mm. isn't it that um everything's got to be documented these days you know yeah it does there's no yeah um there's no sweeping it under the carpet and yeah it's just got to you know uh, to me and um you know i this is something i'm going to to hopefully move forward with is um, we need to name and shame these these men that are, aren't being very nice. And mm. um, the women and children, their lives get upheaval because they have to move out of the house. Mm. Well, let's keep the women and children in the house. Let's send these guys over the other side of Australia and put an ankle brace on them because the, the jails mm. are too full and so they're not going to jail. Yeah. And track them that way so that they can't get back and affect them. And, and if they do, well, then, you know, Hopefully mm -hmm. there doesn't come a spot in jail that they can go in, but they yeah. need to be named and shamed and um, mm -hmm. not, you know, model college and the girl and the, the females need to feel that they are protected and, and the mm -hmm. support's there every, each and every time. So yeah, yeah, it's very much reversed, isn't it? Yes. Yep. So they, you yeah. know, I, I, you know, I, I think in your case, the perpetrator went to jail. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Got life for attempted murder. Right. And uh, I, I've got to say with a, a lot of, I don't know if I, I, you even know any of that about me. I don't think I've said any of that before, but most of my clients are survivors of domestic violence or sexual assault. Um, and in, in most of those cases, the guys don't go to jail. Uh, I've had women where they've been charged for defending themselves um, right. and, um, and, and the guys lie. So when it goes to court, yeah. I mean, when there aren't obvious injuries, they just lie and say, no, I never did anything like that. The police turn up. I've had police turn up and drag women from the house because yeah. he said she's crazy and put them in oh, psych oh. hospitals. Um, it's, I, I don't, it's not an easy job for the police. I, I don't, no. It's very hard to walk into that situation with very powerful manipulators and say, um, see what's really going on. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough, it's, it's a complex issue to address all up. Yes. Um, but I do think, you know, it's what we're doing isn't working. Um, clearly, the statistics are horrific, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. No. And, you know, 
what is it? We're probably out to 12 days now, but there for a while it was at seven killed in eight days, you know? I know, like, I know. I've got people, and, um, friends overseas telling me that, saying, look at what's happening in Australia, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's not on. And, and, and at present, see, the males just think that they can get away with it. They, that, yeah. you know, they're not getting And it's, you know, so I'm, um, you know, as I say, looking at taking this other action to, um, because at least then the women and children can stay. They, they don't have to, you know, find new schools and new homes and different things. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. All right. Well, the the last question I was going to ask you was mm -hmm. uh, what challenges are you still overcoming? But you've kind of described that, that there's the, the physical issues that you're still working with on a, on a constant basis and potentially yeah. will always be addressing. Do you think there's, there's um, you know, was there any, you know, I, I guess I'm, I, I want to say any, any benefits. Has there been any positive outcomes from this for you? Um, um, I, yeah. Not that I mean you would want to choose it again. No, I'm not meaning that. I, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> want anybody on the journey I'm on, but um, you know, now it's an incredible journey and um each and every time I see someone or speaking to someone or presenting to someone, it's for my, you know, self-confidence and self-esteem. And I, I, to be honest, and I'm laughing to myself here and my son goes, mommy, how do you get up and speak? So yeah. I don't know, mate, we're not speakers, are we? Yeah. And, um, and that's my thing. I've never, ever been a speaker. And, um, and you know what, as I, I mentioned earlier, I'd say that um, for the first 37 of, years of my life I was like in my own apprenticeship in my own body and I've actually found myself now and um you know friends have even said Simone as hard as this is to say to you but this has happened to you for a reason and a purpose the real you is coming out in you now and you know right. it's um it's you know having my one eye and no smell and different things it's um I've I've, I've learned to live with that even down to to playing tennis and I've learned, you know, pouring um, a glass of water, for instance, I've actually got to sh sit the jug on the glass to be able to, to pour right. it. Otherwise, I miss it with that conception and whatnot. But, yeah, um, yeah look, it's um, now, look, I, I, and that's why now, yeah, each day is a new positive day. Mm. And um, if I'm helping that next person, that next, you know, victim, um, that's what I, I, I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So I really appreciate your time. That's it's been fabulous to talk to you, and lots of really great things that I think that the people listening can can use themselves and and take a lot away from talking to you. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah.